episode 16 Midwest Baseball Ranks podcast coming at you right now. We are sponsored by none other than Joey's Red Hots. You've heard about them the past couple episodes. I'm going to keep telling you about them because I promise you this is the best food around. I guarantee it. We're hosting our tournament and uh, local tournament at the end of April, about 15 minutes away from Joey's Red Hots. All you teams that are going to be in the area, make sure you check them out. Joey's Red Hots, Orland Park location is about 15 minutes away. Go get my go-to. You have to. You have to try it. Uh, trust me on this one. It's the double Euro burger. Euro meat on there. Tzatziki sauce. Uh, you got the burgers on there. Cheese. Oh, my gosh. Whew, I'm getting hungry just thinking about it. Get get a slice of pizza for the kids. Get some gelato. Uh, grab, a, grab a Chicago hot dog. If you're looking for a Chicago hot dog, especially if you're an out-of-state team, we got a team from Michigan coming, one from Indiana coming. Um, go Go get a Chicago hot dog. We love our hot dogs here. And, uh, you know, this is one of the best around. To me, it is the best around. No doubt about it. So go get you a Chicago hot dog from Joey's Red Hots. You got locations all over the Chicagoland area. And uh, you, you know what? I got to mention my, my backup, too. The breaded steak sandwich. If you're looking for a breaded steak sandwich, it is phenomenal. And breaded steak sandwiches are tough to come by. So go check it out. Joey's Red Hots. Um, best food around. Always hot, always warm. The best prices you're going to get, without a doubt. The best prices you're going to get. Go check them out, guys, for all the locations, all the menus, everything you need. Uh, locations, Orland Park, Illinois, New Lenox, Chicago, Crest Hill. They got food trucks, taco trucks. Um, we got a location opening up in Riverdale. So they do it all. Joey'sRedHots.com. Go check them out right away. All right, everybody, welcome back. Midwest Baseball Ranks podcast coming at you right now. iTunes, Spotify on the website, MidwestBaseballRanks.com. And uh, we got a special uh, interview today with the Hawks Gold guys over there. Can't wait. Can't wait for you guys to listen to this one. This one is an awesome interview. I can't wait. Um, Andrew, it was fun, wasn't it, man? It was a great interview. It's great. You know, I those guys really know what they're doing. They do it the right way uh, and stuff. You know, they're... Very humble. They're very conservative about the program. Um, it shows. They run a clean program. They run a successful program. They put kids into college. They put kids in the pros. You know, it's it's a good program. And, and, and all around, I mean, they were just a couple of really good dudes to talk to. Yeah, I agree. I couldn't agree more. It's uh, just special people um in it for the right reasons and you know i we definitely wanted to highlight the the michigan monster that they're running 2022 michigan monster just a, a fantastic tournament that they're running at each age level you got 8u from june 24th through june 26th you got 9u from june 3rd to june 5th 10u from june 17th to june 19th you got uh, 11u from may 13th to may 15th 12U from May 20th to May 22nd, and the 13U division from July 8th to July 10th. So spread out, you know, tons of different divisions. I like that they're running, you know, one each weekend. You know, really allows you to focus and drill in on that age division, you know, get as many teams as possible. And, you know, I love it, starting at the 8U division. It's, it's just, you know, really cool to get it going at a young age. Yeah, and they, again, and you guys will hear this throughout the interview. I mean, they do this tournament the right way. They drag the fields in between the games. They they give out MVPs of every single game. You know, the kids get a little badge and get recognized on the field after every game, not just the championship, but after the pool games. And then if you win the championship, hey, consolation prize, you get them free next year. So, you know, I would personally, and this is because I'm a Michigan guy, obviously, but I mean, I would personally love to see some of you out-of-state guys come up here and, 
and, and come play in this tournament. It's a really well-run tournament. You'll really enjoy it. And we're going to kind of go through and, and some of these some of these uh <laughs> some of these teams that are in here. I mean, you know, you look at the 9U division. I, I know that we don't have 9U rankings up there and we're going to take our time. Um obviously with with ranking these these guys, but I wouldn't be surprised if in the state of Michigan, 7 out of the top 10 teams in the state are not in this tournament. You know, from from the Warriors being Warriors baseball club being in there, the Hawks gold team, Batbusters, Canton Cardinals. You know, you have a lot of really good teams coming at that nine U level, and it's loaded. I mean, there's 24 teams already. <laughs> That's crazy. 24 at nine U. Um, and again, 8U's got a bunch of teams in it, too. It's like, and that's that's really cool. 24 teams mm -hmm. at 9U, uh, that's awesome. Man. I'm looking at the 10U yeah. division. That's loaded, too. You got Hawks Gold. You got Hits Elite, uh, B45. You got the D Las Vegas Warriors. Um, you got Top Tier over there. That MC9 team's not too bad over there in Michigan <laughs> in that Detroit area. They're a little solid team over there. Hey, I've uh, heard of them. <laughs> I've heard of them, too, right? <laughs> uh, DVAX Elite. So, uh, you know, this 10U division's loaded. You're going to be there, actually, and obviously you're going to be there. Uh, maybe doing a little on-site stuff, some interviews, some maybe live mm -hmm. podcast, whatever it is, and, uh, you you know, I don't. If you find some time, man, this is so. This is such a good division that you guys are gonna be. You're gonna be booked Yo, up, man, watching games all be, weekend. To be completely honest with you, I probably won't have time um, to to do the ten U uh, division, but but I do hopefully plan to be there for the eleven U division because you look at this eleven U crowd. It, it when I say crowd, it is crowded right now. There's there's twenty six teams in there going from. Hawks gold Elsie, which we know that they're a good team. They we know. We what they're know. one or two yeah. in, in the state of Michigan right there alone. You know, you have the Canes going. You have you have let's see here. I'm just uh, Legacy Shields. You got a couple of hit dogs teams going. Three hit dog four hit dogs teams going. You got the Michigan Bulls. You got Rochester Rays and the Saginaw Bay River Dogs. I mean good night you know it's just again top competition top tournaments draw top competition yeah i agree and at every age level i'm looking at 12u right now hawks gold obviously going to be there that 12u team's absolutely great uh d-backs elites over there uh you got three and two hits our guy vlad's team's over there we had him on a couple months ago warriors baseball club uh b45 motor city hit dogs uh you know again 12 you you're looking i at got it. an update to that 12 you just now just came in man uh oh number 20 the 26 teams in there at this point, there was 25, I believe. The Precision Patriots, the Trudeau team's going, you know. Really solid top 25 team in the state of Michigan. Wow, man. that's It's it's crazy. And uh, the 13U division, too. I mean, you're looking Hawks Gold, obviously, there again. Yep. Um, who, who else we got? Taylor made. That's the Little League World Series team, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, that's the Little League World Series team right there. You know they're going to come after it. You know right. that for sure. And, and they got a target on their back, too, you know? And, yep. And, and they're, Absolutely. They're, scared. they're going to play. Um, Michigan Bulls are there. You got the Hit Dogs over there. Uh, Fouch Baseball Club. Uh, again, I mean, just every age level. Just uh, I, this is what it's all about. So yeah, this isn't, uh, you know, a, a, 
a, a bullpen tournament or anything like that. This is an organization running a top tournament, which to me is really cool. They've been doing it for years, and people keep coming back because of the way they're running it and the way they, they, they go about it. And you've played in it before, if I'm not mistaken, right, Andrew? Yeah, we're we're actually back-to-back -back champs, you know. Um, so it's it's been kind of nice. We won at 8U. Nice. Uh, we, 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 we won it at theoretically we were the number one seed and nine you it but dude that our nine you division was stacked our our sunday bracket was stacked it just it just ended up getting rained out it was dude you'll never believe this it was it was us it was bloomfield sting hall team there it was the warriors there it like it was just one team after another where if you would have won that tournament and this goes for all age groups if you can make it through Sunday, you deserve to win that tournament. Right, right. It's one of those that you grind through it. You you deserve to hold that championship up and, and get your free entry next year too, which is awesome to me. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's really yeah. cool. Uh, you know, I, I love it. So, you know, definitely, you know, get on the wait list there. Um, you know, go check them out, hawksgold.com. Again, I love this interview. It's a fantastic interview. It's a ton of good information, good people. Um it's it's a great interview so stick around listen to the interview with the hawks gold guys over there uh you know dave and uh and barry just good people and uh i, I loved it and, and our interview is actually sponsored by beast uh beast mint beastmint.com uh we had patrick on a couple of weeks ago and uh you know really taking off right now those those beast mint nfts are pretty cool aren't they man i i got one for austin already man i signed him up i got him got him a nice little picture he's got a nice little baseball card i haven't showed him yet though not yet, Save but it. I'm I'm gonna. He's got to earn it's it. Rude. He's got to earn it, right? Yeah, he's got to earn it first. <laughs> yeah, a couple chores around the house, and uh, you know I, I love it. I've been seeing it all over Instagram. You know, different people uh, being involved in it, and it's just really cool. It's taking off right now. So make sure you guys go check them out at beastmint.com and uh, get yourself a, a card, man. It's the future NFTs and uh, transforming. You know baseball into the nft world as they say transforming elite athletic performances into the metaverse nfts earn collect and flex i love that ending man flex make sure you flex, flex. On, right yes sir flex <laughs> on. you get to first base you're flexing let's go right. you gotta have a little fun with it and you know make sure you show your car you get a double you could bust out your phone and show them your nft card standing on second base, right? <laughs> <laughs> pull out the sharpie out of your out of your socks out of your stirrups and everything just start signing it <laughs> i love it so beastmint.com go check them out good people over there doing the right things and uh, let's take it over to hawks gold right now everybody welcome back midwest baseball ranks podcast we got two special guests on the line with us i got dave piesco and barry forsha i like that last name i'm getting stuck in my head already rhymes with porsche barry forsha and uh dave over from hawks gold the, the the you know the top guys over there uh out of michigan what's going on guys how we doing Hey, good, good, uh, good evening. Thanks for having us on. This hey, hey, guys, this is Bear. Appreciate you having us on. Looking forward to it. Absolutely. Hopefully, we'll be able to tell you guys apart a little bit. Um, the voices sound <laughs> a little similar, so if if Dave says something bad, Barry, you could just blame him and say it was him. 
Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Well, let's hop right into it, man. I I, I want to talk about your, your guys' tournaments that you're running. Uh, the Michigan Monster Tournaments, I was looking at it the other day, and uh, it's it's quite amazing the, the amount of teams you guys have for a tournament. You know, not being this large tournament organization like some of these out there, you guys are, uh, uh, you know, a team and putting on these monster tournaments, no pun intended. Um, I, I'm amazed at what you guys are doing here. You know, kind of talk about those tournaments and, you know, all the behind-the-scenes work that goes into getting this amount of teams for each age level sure sure yeah uh, we started about five, i think it was about five years ago uh, barry actually started it with um one age group and then we had like six or eight teams i can't remember which one it was barry but uh by now i mean we're cresting 140 teams uh throughout the age groups and and we're selling out at you know 20 or above teams per age group so i think what makes it unique is it's one tournament for one age group, uh, so you don't see that very often. Uh, it allows us to concentrate on one age group and and um, and then fix our fields and organize around that age group. Um, but yeah, yeah, we, we we're we're super happy to to grow it in the way that we did, and, and the reason why we did it actually um, is Barry and I were talking about all the tournaments we ever went to and the things that were good about this tournament or this tournament. And, and we ended up taking the finer points of some of those tournaments to try to push it into a single tournament. And that, you know, that's, you know, the good communication that you get from a, a really sound tournament provider. It's the organization of having people on site that you can go to. And what, one of the things that really is a pet peeve of mine is not dragging the fields between uh, games. You know, you get some bad hops, you get some things that doesn't happen normally when you when you have a good quality field. So uh, we do that. Um, and then, you know, having a, a, an umpire, uh, two of them, uh, professional umpires that aren't dragged off the street, but they're professional. They have some probably some uh, high school background. Um, they know how to situate themselves in the field and um, and they can become, you know, uh, not part of the game, but be um, in I guess, close proximity with the quality of the game. So uh, those are some of the things. I'm Barry, you have something to say on that? Yeah, I think to Dave's point, like our, our, our biggest uh, feature here was everything that we ever liked about something, but then also the things that we didn't. Like, let's make sure we're not doing, you know, things that rubbed us because, you know, we're travel coaches and, and, and we see the things that work and don't work, uh, you know, and provide a service, you know, for the teams and the coaches um, while they're at our event. Um, you know, pre-COVID, we had to, we had to um, drop this um, the last couple of years, but we had gaming trailers for the younger kids. Uh, you know, it was throw all of the different things that are experiences beyond the good baseball. You know, we are attracting the best teams. And I think some of the best uh, compliments that we've received during a tournament, I had a coach walk up to me last year. He's like, I went 0-3 and I lost by 45 <laughs> runs and I had a blast. <laughs> You know, like, you know, and it's like, so there, that you can't, you know, he's like, I just wanted to know and let my parents see where we stood up against some of these other teams, because this is the only event that will reach out into that. And that's, that's what we were hoping to provide and expand to. Um, and I think it's been successful because of that. Um, are we perfect? You know, absolutely not. I think you'll hear that's a common theme for Dave and I throughout the remainder of the conversation. Um, and it goes for the tournaments too. I mean, you're, we're going to miss on things occasionally, um, but we're going to continuously evolve um, within that specific event and then certainly for future events and following years so as to continuously improve the experience um, and the value for the teams that show up for the events. Uh, <clears throat> well, guys, I, 
I've been to your tournament a couple of times now. Um, my team has at the eight U and nine U level. Uh, it, and you're right. It it's it is run really well, and it's one of the better tournaments that we've been to. The competition's always really good. You know, we won in walk off fashion one year. The next year, unfortunately, it got rained out, but. Yo, know, it's set up for a really solid Sunday. I don't know if you guys remember that, but it was it was set up for a really solid Sunday. And one thing that that you guys do really well is you you do make it about the kids. Um and you want teams to come back. And me and Jim talk a lot about like the the awards given to winning teams and everything and how, you know, kids want rings and all this. Well, you guys do something unique, and I'd like you to kind of talk to it uh, a little bit. Um, you guys do something where the winning team gets free admission the next year. Can you talk about where that idea kind of came from? Um, yeah, sure. I mean, we've been to tournaments ourselves where, you know, what separates one tournament from another, you know, we're and then we've had that discussion like we discussed here. And, and one of them was, you know, let's put something on the line here. Let's let's um, make uh, a bigger mark than a, a trophy or a, a ring. Um, let's leave a good experience behind. But also let's make sure that these quality teams are, are returning, um, maybe to stake their claim in a repeat fashion. Um, maybe it's to um, go in and, and save themselves a little cash the next year so they can fit in another tournament. Uh, but those are the, the things that immediately come to my mind, and we want those teams there. Um, I think it, without those teams, um, it's not what I would consider one of the tougher tournaments in the state to compete at and win. Barry, you got anything on that one? Yeah, no, I, I just I mirror what you say, like, um, and I go back to what I said before. We want the best squads that there are you know, out there against us, but we also want to provide an experience for the team that's daring to to come into the event as well because obviously and, and you guys spend a lot of time talking about this um you want the youth player to go out there and stretch you know their imagination to a, a team they might not be in the same you know athletic comparison with but it makes them better right right still little things i you know i didn't know that about that tournament that that's that's something that's awesome and that's something that would make me want to come back and you mentioned one thing and i didn't really even think about it but you mentioned coaches running tournaments and now that i'm looking back at it like some of the best tournaments that i've seen are these high level programs that put on a tournament so i i think you guys are doing a great job because your organization has traveled i mean all over the place. You guys have been all over the country, all these top tournaments. You've been to smaller tournaments. You've done it all. So, you know, I love the fact that you're grabbing stuff from, you know, different places, you know, different states, whatever it may be, and trying to put it together and make it all work. I think it's, I, I think that's awesome. And I, I think you guys have the right idea when it comes to that. And if I could piggyback on one thing, I, we also, we put the older players to work at the events, right? Um, you know, give them an opportunity to have a little stake in what it is that we do to operate the event and make them dress a certain way, have some presence around the field, um, show some pride in our facilities um, and just having, a, having, you know, a little bit of responsibility for the high school kids throughout each of the weekends, um, in addition to the, the coaches and the uh, families that, you know, help operate the thing. Yeah, I, I'll actually build on that one second is one thing that does separate us again is. You ever had that tournament where you're just wondering, like, I, if they waited oh, yeah. an extra hour? I mean, come on, they could have ran this tournament. 
us, we'll bring in pallets of of field dry, like, and, and we I'm dirt from head to toe, and we got forty people out on the field making sure that that runs. Now, in some cases, when you're in a big, big, you got many, many games, you have many, many fields, um, that has to work um, concurrently, right? And all the fields have to be uh, fixed or repaired in a certain way, but many times we will put multiple thousands of dollars into repairing fields wow. for one weekend or for one day. That's worth it. I, I, you know, without a doubt. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, you guys kind of talked about some of the top teams, you know, go to these tournaments and, and you're not lying guys, go, go look at this, go to the USA website, you know, look for the Michigan Monster in the state of Michigan. I would love to see some more out-of-state teams start coming to this thing a little bit more because it is a great event. And, you know, talking about the USA stuff, well, you guys were not always with UTRIP. If, correct me if I'm wrong. This is something that is relatively new um, that you guys kind of signed up to start offering this as the USA tournament. Um, can you talk about the decision to do that and – maybe some benefits that that may come along with being associated with you triple sa sure um one of them was you know i we ran this tournament barry and myself for a number of years and just um you know we have partners to to per, i guess to protect on the liability end and we have ourselves to protect of course we want to protect the field of the kids on the field as well and the coaches so a lot of the paperwork, you know, the liability, tracking all the insurances, I mean, that was just a pain in the rear. So we, we wanted to be able to um, attack that in a, in a more streamlined way, um, you know, going after the, the, the rosters, making sure everyone's, you know, in line and, and, and making it as quality of a process as possible, uh, all the way to the collections, right? Uh, those are really time-consuming things if you're truly trying to do it the right way. So I guess that was where, um, you know, we could have made a significant change. And on the, on the other end, obviously, like you said, USA has its benefits. Um, and, and let me, I'll, I'll let Barry maybe talk and take that conversation a little further. Yeah, I, for me, the administrative was a, was a huge part to it, you know, to a lesser degree, your access to, you know, game balls and trophies and things of that nature. But the administrative, to Dave's point, um, made a massive difference for us uh, and and a partnership, you know, that we'd, we'd had for years for just the playing in, in local tournaments that just made sense for us. If we were going to choose someone, you know, they made the most sense. Yeah, it, it, I completely understand. And uh, it's always a good partner to have. And um, again, I, I love this tournament that you guys are doing. It's, you know, you're, you got June 24th, 26th. I mean, June all over, all over June. You got some in May. Um, you got, what, 13U in July. Um, so it looks like a couple more spots are open uh, at each age level. Uh, besides, what, 12U and 13U are completely booked, correct? I think uh, nine. I mean, it's it's constantly changing because as we as we communicate the status of the of the tournament, we have a bunch of of teams, you know, getting on wait list. But the the ones that are still open is eight U and eleven okay. U. So nine, ten, twelve, and wow, thirteen are also. I mean, that's crazy, man. That's a, that's 
unbelievable amount of teams and just it shows what you guys are doing and how large it's growing you know so everyone go check it out hawksgold.com you can find uh, more information on the 2022 michigan monster go check it out and uh you know i always tell teams hop on that wait list because you just never know it's uh it's important it's just you know if this is something you're interested in hop on the wait list and you never know something may pop up Especially right. yeah, this year. Point. Good yeah. point. Uh, so let's let's hop over to you guys' teams a little bit. You know, I've had the pleasure <clears throat> of watching a couple of your age groups over the past few years, and uh, you know, this the way you guys coach your teams, I, I love it. You know, these kids play hard. Every age group I've seen plays hard, leaves it all out on the field. Um, you know, kind of talk about the behind the scenes that goes into that. You know, what are you guys preaching over there? Because it seems like all your teams are on the same page when it comes to you know work ethic and leaving it all out on the field. Yeah, you know, I think something for me that set us apart and uh, over better part of a decade now is that we have a huge emphasis on our coaching staff and them speaking from the same sheet of music. Um, you know, we're meeting regularly. Um, we have a, a standing reservation at the Buffalo Wild Wings. Um, you know, they have, the one near our house has a small <laughs> meeting room that we can put 40 coaches in and um, they give us some good presentation gear and um, it gives the coaches an opportunity to, uh, you know, air out, you know, everything that's going on with their week, the struggles they're facing, the success, successes they're seeing, because uh, chances are whatever you mess with that week, you know, somebody else did as well. Um, but it's also about making sure we all have a common philosophy and an approach to the game. Um, you know, we're sitting on 21 teams this year, and we've always been around that same mark. Um, you know, Dave and I talk every year. Um, we receive multiple calls throughout the summer. How do I bring my team over under your flag? And it's just not something that we entertain because we don't have any reason to do that. You know, we're not running this as a business. So, you know, it's it, the, the, the point is we have to have a coach and a group of leaders that has like-minded for what it is that we're trying to do. Um, and over time we've, you know, we've, we've missed on that. And, you know, we've had to remove a coach because, you know, we would consider it, you know, conduct unbecoming what it is we're trying to portray. If you're going to have our, our logo on your chest. Um, but it's about Dave and I having constant personal connection with our head coaches. Uh, and, you know, in some cases, helping them succeed from places where we or someone else in the organization has failed in the past, um, you know, sharing best practices and, you know, constant, um, you know, what our focus is, you know, Dave will speak to, you know, we, we rewrite our off season as a book, and it's best served when the teams are all going in that same direction, um, leading the kids towards what they need. You know, for the older teams, we're preparing for a high school tryout. You know, for the younger teams, whatever a successful team, you know season looks like. And how do we help all those coaches write that book every year? Yeah, you know, I love it. I love it. And, and you know, I don't know if you guys have. Did you get? Did you have something else there? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, I guess if I had to add to that is, you know, the um, Barry and I, you know, we pride ourselves um, and the coaches uh, have a pride in the organization being very organized. So, I mean, I, when it comes to our whether we're practicing, um, we're having a workout, there's um, it's not always like super rigid, but it covers the main portions of what we're trying to develop in these young men. So, we have a portion of it's, you know, that's offensive and defensive and running and then some strategy type stuff as well. And then we, we definitely um, share a common baseball 
behavior. So, and how we're, you know, how we um, lead these young men and, and how we react in stre stressful situations where and maybe someone's coming unglued or, or maybe someone's coming untied on a umpire. Uh, it's very rarely that it's us. I can't say that we're, um, you know, perfect in any way, but it, it, there's a strong emphasis on and what we're trying to do out on the field and how we're trying to lead, lead these guys. I mean, sometimes you see that in some of the kids that you meet, right? You see a lot of their parents in the kid. And what we'd like to see have is see our players and, and, and know who, who, who's behind that logo, right? And, and how they're behaving on the field. And it's worked out for us. Um, so, well, I guess the last point is, you know, we share drills, we share training, our trainers. Uh, so we have a common language. Um, the practices, uh, we have some very common routines. Not always, we leave a lot of flexibility up to the coaches, but we give them good reference material. And then, you know, we have, and I think it's a little different, uh, or maybe I'm, maybe I'm naive and it's not so different, but we do a lot of, we do 50 plus situations and uh, we very, we train on those situations. So whether they be defensively or offensively, we're trying to control the pace of the game. We're trying to uh, be situationally aware, create some very high IQ uh, baseball players. And, and that's where some of that gel comes from. Um, you know, you're trying to put your finger on why that team just railed you. And then sometimes it goes, comes down to, you know, things that we just handle situations. Like you think about an MLB player. I mean, they all can throw pretty hard and they can all hit the ball real hard, real hard. But, you know, the ones that make them great. They make yeah, them you know, that's, that's, that's interesting. Great. You know, two things on that. You know, the first thing, when I, before I cut you off there a little bit, I wanted to touch on, you know, your guys' organization. Mm -hmm. It's very clear how organized you guys are. And, you know, we've spoken before, and, you know, a lot of times having, you know, the, two people on the phone from you guys and one from me, it could get sloppy, and you, you just don't know how it's going to go. And the way you guys carry yourselves and on the same page and everything that you do, that shows what your organization is about. So um, a lot of props to you guys for that there. It's, it's very clear and it, it transforms over to your teams uh you know the second thing i want to touch on is i like to take away at least one thing from every guest and that that right there is the one i'm going to take away is that you talk about the situations that's awesome i've never heard that um so i hope the audience out there kind of takes that away um you know without going into too much depth you know kind of talk about that a little bit more and it so it sounds like you guys are putting these situations and challenging the kids and uh preparing them for you know what may come in the future right yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, some of them are situations, you know, guy in second, two outs. I mean, that's a that's a situation. However, I'm talking controlling situations. I'm talking about how not only the runner can gain an advantage on a pitcher-catcher combo, but how the batter can help that runner um, from the plate. Um, and then, you know, on the running side, how do you create chaos? We call it chaos drills. Um, if you watch uh, some of our younger groups, that's what they do. They create chaos on the field. So what we're doing is we train on those situations. Um, hopefully the teams that we play against are training on the same situations because we're going to put them in those situations. Um, and then, of course, on the defensive side, you know, we're creating imbalance, right? So there's ways of creating imbalance, uh, whether it be timing or uh, delays here and there or maybe speeding up the game at times. Uh, we teach 
the details. And I, I would think to add to that, you know, to me, it's about hard working at appropriate decision making, you know, the appropriate level of taking a risk uh, in order to cut a play down that other people might do, you know, uh, line drive ground ball to the right side in a first and second situation. And we throw the guy out at third, you know, like it just, you know, get the kid out of the mindset of I have to, you know, field the ball, throw the ball, catch the ball. But is there a smarter play here that puts my team in a better position to win? And is this an appropriate time to take a risk? What's the situation in the game? Um, you know, are we, is this the one run game or are we up three and I can take a chance at that kid? Um, and th it's fun, right? It's fun putting the, the guys in a position to play the game uh, in a different way. Um, and, you know, always the look on the third base coach's face when that kid gets gunned down from the other side of the field because, you know, ball, ground ball to the right, right? They're, they're, they're taking the out at first, but, you know, uh, why not teach the kids, you know, to, to, to a different way to look at the game that might give them an advantage? Yeah, I, I like that a lot. I, I'm glad you brought that up. And, you know, with your organization, with the way how you guys are organized, I, I, I'm picturing it right now. It's in your facility. You guys got a little Bible there and it's got 50 <laughs> pages and it says no one open but the coaches. This is our secret formula here. <laughs> so I, I like that a lot. That doesn't man. exist as far as you know. You're right. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's great well uh, i will say this and, and you know i'll probably i might touch on it a couple of different times but when we created the facility that we did for the guys um the one of the rooms that we built we ended up calling the war room um it is it's our classroom it's where our guys strategize and prepare to go to war um but if you go to our facility um there's actually a turf floor on that room because originally in the plans, it was to be a tea room, but Dave and I decided later, like how important that side of the game was to give the guys a place to discuss the game. And, you know, our coaches put that on, our coaches do a good job of putting that on the front end or the back end of every practice, just spend some time talking about the game and the things that you're going to run into. Yeah, that, that I love that too, and I've been seeing that recently. Of uh, you know, a couple organizations that have been putting that in, and to me, I, I I absolutely love that because this game of baseball is so much more than fielding a ground ball or hitting a baseball. It's so mental, um, especially when it comes to pitching and uh, strategy and everything. So you know what you could teach the kids you know, in a classroom type of setting is so different than, you know, teaching them on the field because you're so caught up in the moment at practice and you're feeling a ground ball and the coach calls time and, you know, everyone bring it in and, and you're just, your mindset's not always there. So being able to do that in a classroom, I think is awesome for the kids. Right. Uh, you know, next question I got. So, you know, I like to ask this question to, you know, top organizations that we have on. Um, I think it's important in the growth of travel baseball in the Midwest. And, you know, we're trying to, you know, help promote good people and, you know, doing things the right way. You know, you guys have been around the game for a bit. And, you know, talk about what we need more of in travel baseball. What, what, what do we need to, you know, keep this going in the right direction? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. I mean, it's a loaded question. I can think of a hundred things to be honest with you, um, but they're all opinion driven. Um, I, I would say, you know, I have a tough time finding the type of uh, tournaments that I'm hoping for and, and within a close proximity. I mean, yes, there is some, of course, we can all name five or six of them, sure. But I'm starting to load my 12 tournament schedule and I'm looking for more and many of these good tournaments that have a lot of um, uh, teams in them 
um, they're, they're, it's obvious. So let me, let me kind of give you an example. So I, what we do for our coaches, and I create this, this document, um, it's about 3,000 lines of tournament um, code. And it's, it's divided by age group. It's divided by competition level, locality. And, and then there's a macro behind it uh, that as they click on it, it builds a tournament schedule. And of course, if, I, if you go to the major level and you push on major and let's say you say 11U and you are looking for it, it'll pop up everything in the Midwest, right? And then you pick it and it drops it into a list. Well, when, you know, you'll find that there's not a huge amount of those tournaments that have a good number, you know, something like Super Select and, and so, and even Monster, or I'm sure there's many other ones that I'm not thinking about right now. But the point is, there's only a few of them. And, and I'd like to see more of that. I think we need more competitive tournaments. I think there's a benefit to the kid um, with more competitive yeah, tournaments. Yeah, I, Barry, I, you I build couldn't on agree that? with you more. Like, we, you know, if we want to say that we're trying to make our kids the best and put them in a position to improve the most in any given season, we have to have the option available. And, and to Dave's point, it ends up being one of the most difficult puzzle pieces that you put together to try to put together, say, a high school season you know, not knowing when these kids are coming back from, you know, their high school teams and trying to slam it all in by August, but giving them the best opportunity to show their skills um, against, you know, the other best teams that are out there. And, and, and a lot of times, like Dave said, they're, they're on the same weekends. Um, you know, so the competition level, I think, is a big piece. Uh, I think if I had to put my spin on something that I'd like to see grow the game better, I, I personally would like to see a little bit less of – you know, the hard push that a lot of our parents are receiving in the travel baseball world to showcase their kid, you know, for, for, you know, if you're 11 years old, you know, you start getting your emails, you know, that for $300, we'll put you in front of a Dodger scout and, you know, Johnny's going to be the next Derek Jeter. Right. And like, um, sure. you know, yep. so we try to, you know, do our best and help, you know, our families navigate through the appropriate time, you know, and the right way to put their kid in front of the right schools. Um, and I think that there's been, you know, in my opinion, um, I'd like to see these kids be able to focus at the younger age groups on their, the team aspect, the, the, the competition aspect, the growing their game in the right fundamentals way, you know, as opposed to the younger and younger, you're seeing this high stress that it has to become like a business, um, you know, to take a baseball field. I, I'd like to see the game stay pure uh, in the way that it was intended to just be an awesome game and let the kids learn it the right way. Yeah, it, so both of you guys said uh, very, made very good points. Barry, to your point, you know, we talk about me and Jim talk about on the yeah. show all the time. Let the kids be kids, especially when they're eight, nine, ten, eleven years old. You know, the the likelihood that they're gonna play Division One, Division Two, community ball, anything like that, is so low that it becomes right. even lower when they don't love the game. You know, the, the guys that love the game are the ones still playing in the MLB. You know, they, they love the games, you know, since the day that they were born. And, and no one pushed them. You know, and it, it's just, it's a different thing that that, that parents and, and coaches need to understand. And, and everybody out there needs to understand. This is a, 
as much as this is a team sport, this is a very individual sport. And you're out on an island and that ball gets hit to you. You feel the pressure of the world on you. And these kids shouldn't need to feel that pressure at certain ages. So, so I think you hit the, hit the nail on the head with that. Um, and then, and then Dave, you know, you're talking about tournaments in your opinion um, on this. Do you think, and, and Barry, you can answer this as well. Do you think that maybe the the tournament world is is starting to somewhat get watered down? Like there's almost there's there's almost too many tournaments out there to where all these teams are kind of splitting a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's also about an, an identity crisis, right? I mean, it's it's the coaches um, choosing an identity. Right. I mean, what do, what do we represent? It's, it's about expectations. I mean, what is your expectation um, that you set with your parents? Right. Hey, we're going to go after the toughest schedule and we're going to lose some games, but we're going to get better and we're going to feel the pressure of, of possibly losing a game. Uh, but then if you don't set the expectations right, it's all about wins and wins. You, you feel this pressure to stretch your identity to something lesser than your team. And and you chase tournaments that aren't um, probably right fit for you. So I think there's an identity crisis. Uh, one uh, that teams aren't willing to take an identity and maybe not setting the the correct expectations when they do so. Uh, but I think more importantly, what you said. I think because there's an identity crisis, there's this watered down effect that's going on, and people kind of spread themselves out. Um, I'm not sure there's a you know. A, a cure all hunger type of approach. But in our program, what we do is we, we have the, the coaches um, choose their identity, right? What are you? What are you trying to do this year? What's your goals? Now, let's make sure that we communicate our goals and we set the expectations right. And you could have, like Barry said, you could go to a tough tournament, you know, get your lunch packed for you and send back, but it can still be a learning experience and you're still not going to lose half your players, which I think some people make decisions based on that. That's my answer. Yeah, it, that makes sense. <laughs> Everything that you just said makes sense. I, I do think that there is a bit of an identity identity crisis. Barry, go on. Yeah, you, you have I, I'm sorry, you guys cut out a little bit at the tail end there, but I caught the gist of the most of what we were what we were getting after. And you know, yeah, I would tend to agree. And and to to Dave's point. That's a big piece that I think sets us apart with our coaches. We spend a lot of time uh, helping them tailor a season that makes best sense for them. Like, let's go places where we can compete. We're not going to blow everybody out because we're not being challenged and we're not learning anything, but we're not going to go and have our lunch handed to us unless we specifically wanted to. Like, I always have a coach or two every year like, hey, Bear, I want you guys to approve this tournament because – I know we're going to get smoked, but I want us to because I, I want us to, to see that we can get better, you know, at a certain level. And, that, and we don't have any issue with that. But I think that helping, you know, guys through that process to set an identity and set a proper expectation with their parents is huge. Um, just so that, you know, what our what our goal is from a from a, a season perspective is. Yeah, I think that's that's great. You know, I. I kind of wanted to go on to a couple other questions here, um, but but before I do that, you, know, you have a pretty special thing that, that you guys do with your organization for a, a select group of, of eight U players. Can you can you guys kind of go into 
um, into that team and, and what you're able to provide for that team and, and give our listeners a little bit of background on that? Sure. Um, so uh, what what we believe is that, you know, there's a we have a good reach, I think, um, when it comes to older age groups and, and everyone has a little bit of a challenge of reaching you know, the younger age groups that may not be completely plugged into the travel world. And um, when they do it, they don't actually know what they're getting into. They don't know how fun it is. It doesn't, they don't know what it can be. Um, they're, they, sometimes they get sticker shock. They don't understand how anybody could charge $1,000 for baseball or whatever people are charging. So what we've tried to do is take the guesswork out of it, try to show um, new uh, approaching parents and, and players um, how travel travel baseball couldn't be and how good it can be um, with no cost uh, so we we uh, select a team we do a normal type tryout and it's um, and we and we select a team they, they don't have to pay anything um, of course if they were to go somewhere and travel and have to get a hotel or something yeah of course but I'm talking about all their uniforms their equipment uh, the travel, I mean, I'm sorry, the uh, tournament and league costs, none of that cost them a dime. And um, we have a good response to that. Um, and then we have a lot of returning. In fact, we had 100% return um, the next year. Um, so we've, we're continuing that and we're going to always continue that. Um, Barry and I decided that's our investment into the organization to really invest in the roots of, of, of what we're doing and then build um, momentum. Uh, and of course, uh, you know, Hawks Gold is, is a statewide and even beyond statewide organization where we have players from everywhere. Um, so we have players from other states. We have players from Michigan. Um, so, you know, introducing them at a free of cost it gives you a great insight and in, and what travel ball could be. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, some right? might say that, you know, it's a marketing ploy to start the base of our program. Um, and it, I don't think it could be further from the truth. It's more to Dave's point. Um, this is what we're going to provide for you and your family. And you can see what that's going to be before you pay a penny for us to do that. And then if this is for you, um, we'll see you at the nine you tryout. If it's not, we'll give you our best recommendation for other teams in the area that might make sense for your family. Um, and, but let's spend a year showing you what this game can be. Um, and, you know, the way that we, we put this together and, you know, see if it makes sense for your family. I, when I first saw this come out, you know, I was, I was kind of in awe that, that you guys were doing this, you know, it, it's something that I've kind of thought about, you know, for a while and, and <laughs> travel ball is not little league baseball and that's no offense to any little league baseball organization around. There's some really good little league baseball organizations around, but when you're going into travel ball, some of the, especially at the eight U level, you know, some of these kids are coming fresh off a of T-ball. And now all of a sudden they're seeing kids pitching to them and it's different. And some of the kids find out that it might not be for them. And I think it's really great what you guys are doing to show the, the kids, like, this is what it's going to be. This is what you're getting into show the parents. This is what it's going to be. This is what you're getting into, but you're doing it, you know, for free. And you're, you're making sure that the kid's comfortable 
And if he sticks around, great. Like you said, he had 100% success rate last year. They all came back. If they don't, that's fine too. But they just need to know what they're getting into. And I think that's that's great that, that you do that. Great. Um, well, thank you. I, it's so, unique, that's for sure. Yeah, it, very unique. Very unique. So with that, I mean, Hawks Gold's been around for a long time. Um, obviously, not everything's a success. Um, some things are struggles. You know, can you talk about some of the struggles that, that you guys ha- might have gone through throughout all yeah, these I'll, years I'll, of Hawks Gold? And then also oh, yeah, 100%. talk like, about some of the positives uh, I mean, that you guys have. With any organization, you know, with our size, you know, we're, we're talking about north of 200 families that you're trying to get all on the same page, going the same direction for a common good. Um, you know, there's going to be challenging. Uh, I mean, we, we founded what we did on a, on a belief of faith, family, school, baseball. Um, and we, we wanted to work really hard to have coaches that would follow those same ideals. And I think we've had good success at that over the years. Um, you know, uh, focus on the simple things you do, whether it's a business or whatever it is you're running, like you have to have great communication. You know, we do very unique events every year. Um, we hold an open parent meeting at our church. Every year, um, we get three to 400 parents in one room. Uh, and we, Dave and I stand on the stage and this is what you can expect from us every year. This is what we expect from you. This is what you can expect from your coaches. Uh, and it just leaves less uh, up for interpretation as to, you know, what's coming at you for the next season. Um, and, you know, and we create uh, an evening that allows everybody to hear it all at once, straight from Dave and I. And, um, you know, if you have questions, comments, concerns, bring them like we're all in this together. It's a huge group, but we're all trying to operate, you know, in in a small fashion. Um, We do a a monthly newsletter as a program that highlights all of the different things that um, that we're doing on that month and what you can expect to come. Um, You know, as we we bring in college coaches to talk to the high school kids about what recruitment looks like. Um, And uh, we put on a clinics for our coaches that would show them um, how to improve a practice plan or stuff that you would think would be simple. But like, you know, like I said earlier, there's something that somebody's doing that's going to improve someone else's team. And what can we do to be unique in that offering at, at all times? Right. And so um, I think that, um, you know, beyond that, some of the successes that we've seen um, that, w- that I would say gels us off the field, um, you know, we'll do, um, uh, an HG Christmas event that we do every year. We, we get a couple hundred kids um, in the field house over at our church and um, we celebrate in a competitive way. You know, I always open it with, yeah, it's Christmas. We want everybody to get out of here with something, but the kids all have to compete within their own age group. And if you win your age group for that particular event, you get to go over and take a Christmas gift from our giant pile of Christmas gifts. We got a DJ going. Um, it's just things that help everybody remember, yeah, we're here to play a high level competitive baseball, but there also are sideline family events that we can do to to make the season unique and you know and that's a event that you know the little guys up to the, the high schoolers enjoy you know attending um we, we're huge on the kids you know being involved in our community um we do um large adoptive family events every year around the christmas time and holidays participate with our church to pack meals for overseas stuff we had uh, almost 200 people show up uh, to pack um a quarter million meals for for Haiti from our, from our organization that we were involved with our church. And it's just all of the sideline stuff that I think is important um, to add into the overall experience of the program that helps round 
um, you know, these guys into young men. I mean, it's, it's a, I'm rambling a little bit here and I apologize, but it's something that I'm super passionate about is, uh, the, the effect that coaches have on kids. It's proven that beyond parents, you know, your, your athletic coaches are going to be about as much, um, as uh, responsible for what you turn out for as anybody else. And I think that that's a, a responsibility that can't be taken lightly. And I think that it's something that we drive home super hard into our guys, um, to ensure that they know that that's a piece that they're responsible for if they coach for us. Yeah. And then on top of that, I mean, those are all good points. I mean, he's touching on the, you know, our philosophy, a, a deep, you know, belief that we have an influence on these young men. Um, whether we do or not, we'll never be able to truly measure that. Um, so let's all assume that we do, and then let's do it the right way. Um, it, it, we do do some special events too. I mean, so what we do outside of that special events that Barry mentioned was we do a year-end banquet. Let's celebrate the season. We have 400, uh, some, uh, 200 some families, probably 500 people show up and we cater it. Um, we run up uh, big screens. Uh, we do it the right way. And we, we have a record book that dates back from the beginning of Hawks Gold uh, in every single age group, um, whether it be offensive, defensive, team statistics. And as kids um, overcome these challenges or, or milestones, we celebrate them um, through different uh, things that Barry and I have arranged for over the years and uh, how they can capture that memory. Uh, we do some training that's different. Like we have our all our guys that that became collegiate players or MLB players that came back and they and they train our, our guys uh, and they become involved. We had one time we had our uh, outfield position specific training. We had the center fielder for Michigan State, um, center fielder for Grand Valley State, and the center fielder for Northwood. Uh, all you know doing outfield um, type. Uh, you know, trainings. And then we send right now, we actually next weekend, isn't it, Barry? We, we send 50 some uh, catchers uh, to MSU for um, uh, catchers camp, two day camp. Um, it's it doesn't cost our guy, people any money. It's built into what we call the tuition. Um, and then and then the last thing, I guess, is, you know, we do um, dedicated facilities. You know, these are ours. This is ours, right? We don't rent it. We don't use somebody else's as far as our indoor space what we call the nest the nest is you know ours it's our piece of heaven um it's got workout room for parents the doors closed kids can't go in there it's got all sorts of workout uh, equipment it's got players lounge huge tvs in there so if you're waiting between practices or maybe you're a parent you want to take advantage of high-speed internet um i mean we even got a stock pond that's on site that it's just huge fish in there so Instead of the brothers and sisters being bored at a practice or a game, they go down there and catch some fish. So we're trying to we're trying to connect with the family all the way around. We're trying to be super unique. I mean, I mean, come on. At the end of the day, it's about unique value, unique offerings, and um, and that's what we feel. That, we're that's doing. absolutely amazing. And my biggest takeaway from that is you guys just talked for ten minutes, and you know what was last was the baseball aspect of it. You talk about helping the community. You talk about the families, um, the culture, the the record books, um, you know everything. And, and baseball was last. 
so you know all these organizations out there i hope you're paying attention because this is a top organization in the midwest and in the entire country and we just talked for 10 minutes and, and you know what came last was baseball so like it's so much little things that go into it and that are so important in helping grow these kids and I, i'm glad you 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 know you mentioned apologizing for rambling on but i'm glad you did because a lot of people wouldn't know that about your organization you're not out there you know telling everyone about it and this this is probably the first time that most people have ever heard about it so i'm glad you brought that up and i hope people take that you know some things away from that is at the end of the day guys they are kids and they're growing and they're families and we're all in this together and yeah we're there to play a high competitive baseball and we want to win but at the end of the day it's about just living life and enjoying it so i'm glad you guys brought that up that was that was really cool to me um i think it's special what you guys are doing and i appreciate you guys talking about that yeah, and I appreciate you saying that it's yes, still possible to do all that and still play and coach and train at a high level. You know what I mean? Because that's, I think, what it comes down to is, you know, we have a belief that you can do both. Um, and, you know, the way that our guys are performing, you know, shows that, I think. I absolutely agree. Uh, over the next question I got for you guys, you know, so – you guys are in Michigan, and I always say it on the podcast, Michigan is without a doubt, to me, one of the best states in the entire country when it comes to baseball. And it may not get its love all the time when it comes to, you know, all the South teams and whatnot. They get to play year-round, but Michigan baseball is as good as anyone. Um, and I, I put my stamp on that without a doubt. You know, talk about, you know, all the competition that you guys have and, you know, how are you guys ready to play? Every game you guys are playing in-state, you know, is a battle. It's, it's, it's tough team after tough team. You know, how do you guys get prepared for that tough schedule yeah yeah i mean i i'll comment real quickly on on you know the teams in in the michigan and even the midwest i mean we're getting a lot more recognition now than we had in the past i mean it's it's amazing now that you know if you look at the perfect game um high school uh, rankings that you have orchard lake st mary's and and um and grand blank in that list i mean when's the last time uh, one of the a Michigan team was was listed in there, and and that has to do with the kind of competition and the kind of training and the the elevation that we're experiencing in the travel baseball world. Uh, so now you know you look on um, site. Of course, everything's more. I guess it's it's better communicated than ever in the past with all these social media sites. But you're seeing a high level of collegiate scholarships coming out of. You know, I'm talking like D1, D2, D3. I mean, whatever the collegiate level it is, you're seeing a lot more of them happening coming out of Michigan. And we can thank maybe the national tournaments for that. Maybe we can thank an an erupting baseball talent and and way of, or a process. Um, But we can also, you know, say, you know, it's social media. It's out there more than it's ever been. And and we're getting recognized for it. Um, But I think we're really experiencing the competitive nature in Michigan is feeding the talent level in a, in a recognizable way. And, and that's, that's showing up not through, um, you know, a, a tournament that we win at 11U. I'm saying it's elevating. It's, it's, we're preparing our kids to reach the next level, whatever that next level is. And it's showing up through, you know, things like I that. Think I think we're super fortunate to have the squads that we do in our backyard. I, I would say, you know, there's very few states that might be able to say at least north or midwest that can say that they have the ability to um, sharpen themselves up the way that, that we have the ability to do too at, at several age groups. 
Um, and, and I would argue that uh, some of what we see locally is what prepares us to surprise some folks nationally. Um, I think my younger squad, you know, we, we dipped our toes in the Texas world this year and ran into a, uh, um, you know, our pool play consisted of a team from Miami, uh, two teams from Texas and two teams from California. And the question was, what is this team from Michigan doing down here? And, you know, we were able to compete and, you know, come out of pool play five and oh, and I would put a lot of that to the strong competition and the, the backbone that's created in our backyard in Michigan. I, mean, I got a lot of respect for a lot of guys that have been in great, uh, uh, rivalries with over the years that, uh, you know, have assisted in, you know, in that ability. Yeah, I'll build on that a little bit. So, you know, what we're trying to do here and how we're preparing is, you know, our job is to instill confidence, right? So how, how do you do that? <clears throat> Obviously, it's, it's having a real positive culture, right? So when there's some mistakes or whatever, we're, we're constantly working and, and, and we're accepting those mistakes as, you know, things that we need to focus on a little bit more. Um, big deal is gelling as a team. I've seen some smaller, maybe it, it just by sight, maybe le almost appear less capable. Uh, teams beat big, strong teams um, through their their ability to know where each other is going to be, to know what to do in situations, to be situationally aware. Um, and with all of that, you guys bring confidence and you bring um, you know, no fear to make a mistake. So uh, Barry and I, I mean, it, we basically built this program off of that theory is do not fear making a mistake. It, like the best baseball games that ever happened was in yep. the backyard, right? So it's when you, you don't care, you just go. And of course, we're trying to tailor that to really good decisions, but we want these kids to like play to their best abilities, like leave it all out on the field. So they cannot return to the dugout and get, you know, just screamed at. They have to, there has to be a learning experience and we want them to be super aggressive and I want them to be a predator at the plate. Um, I, I want them to have a plan. That's what we talk about in the war room. Um, so, you know, the last thing I think I do, I do a lot of research, right? So I, I know what, what I'm getting into most of the time, and I prepare. I mean, uh, there's you can think of all different ways. If you knew something about a team, how could you prepare for them? What would you do? Um, you know, what changes would you make um, to your, nor your normal plan? Uh, we're doing those things. We're, we're taking risks ourselves with no fear of making a mistake as a coach. Uh, so if you you know if you get hard work ethic and you instill confidence and positive, you know, environment, and they're fearless, and you give them a good plan, uh, things tend to work out. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And, you know, that brought me up to a point I have. Um, we, we saw a couple of your players down on uh, with the 11U team, uh, Elsie's team, down in Florida. And it, how you just talked about that reminded me of this, and it's important to bring it up. You had a kid, and I don't know his name, he was a great hitter. He hit a bomb on the – it was the last inning, and you, they were down a couple runs, their team, and he hit a bomb. It was so far hit. And one of the kids on our team made a, a diving catch and caught the ball. And – that kid on your team had the biggest smile after that ball because he knew he did everything he could and it got caught and it is what it is at that point. And to me, that put a smile on my face because there's a lot of kids out there that after that play, they go to the dugout and they pout or they cry or whatever it may be. You know, it's tough being at that young age, but 
that was that was awesome to see because he knew he did everything he could and it is what it is at the end of the day and you know I, I, so that brought me up to that point a lot of props to that that kid and the the way they're coached because uh like I said I've seen too many of the the tantrums and all that in this game and um you know props to that kid I don't know his name but uh, he, he hit a bomb and and he did everything he's good yeah, let us let us know more about that because um, <laughs> that kid, you know, Barry and I don't yeah, even do a ton right. of push-ups. Yeah, yeah for getting it out, yeah. I know, right? Yeah, but again, that was, it was special. <laughs> just seeing the smile on his face, uh, it was just cool to see, and that just shows what 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 you guys are doing over there. So uh, I'll get you his name. Give, we'll, we'll, right. we'll get him yeah. something in the mail. He deserves it. He's got a smile on his face. Yeah, yeah, we love that part out. Yeah, you can bet nine hundred. The tournament he made one <laughs> out he's, he's doing push-ups <laughs> i know exactly who he is yes okay all right uh over to so we, our next thing we're going to do here is we do a little fun little game with uh with all our guests here we're going to ask you some questions we want you both to answer um quick answers and you know we'll throw some random questions out you um i'm going to start off with an easy one here um what's your guys favorite hobby outside of baseball oh i'm a hunter hunter and fishing so um, uh, I, I spend a lot of my time hunting and fishing with my kids and my family. And, uh, yeah, that is, yeah, that's was, an easy one. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I started um, you off easy. Oh, well, I always say before <laughs> we did Hawks, I used to golf and I used to be good. Um, but my, if I had to place what I spend pretty much every other minute on is coaching whatever other sport my kids are currently doing. Um, because Dave always says that, you know, I can't fill it up enough, but um, you know, I'm usually on the side of a basketball court or some something else. If if I have to call that a hobby, I usually fill it up with that. If it's something beyond uh, organize what we're doing here, I love it. Yeah, always involved, and I'm gonna put a rule in next time I ask that question to a Michigan guy. I can't say hunting or fishing. So uh, I'm moving forward. <laughs> <laughs> you know what though? Behind it is you know, I'm sharing as much. I have kids that are 28. 26 all the way down to 14 right so i know how this time goes by fast i mean so i'm going to spend as much of it with my kids as possible and it just so happens that we share a common interest (laughs) that's much better better much better i'll take it (laughs) Uh, next one a little bit harder a little bit tougher here um not too tough but should barry bonds be in the hall of fame it's tough and they're recording dave uh i'll i'll no i yeah (laughs) Yeah. Let's, I, yeah, I don't there have to go first. Debate world. I mean, it depends on, I guess, what it is that you're, you're saying a guy goes into the Hall of Fame for. Like, is he there just for purely what he did for the game and what, uh, you know, what he accomplished as a baseball player? Or could you make the argument that there was a long list of guys that may or may not already be in the Hall that did same or similar and just weren't caught? Um, it, you know, it's a hard argument to say. Um, I, I would say from uh, what he did for the game um, and how he navigated it, he probably deserves a nod. Um, but I'm also a heavy integrity guy that, you know, life, life's full of mistakes and, and they come with consequences too. So that's a, that is a super hard question, but I think he probably deserves a nod. Good way of putting it. I like it. Yeah, I'm more of an integrity guy. Um, so it, it's... It's not about whether I agree with it or not. It's yeah, that fair enough. There was a known rule, and that rule made it illegal. So whether we agree that someone should do drugs or or alcohol or not, it's it's irrelevant. It's a it's a rule. 
And he knew it, and he knew that anything that was touching that line was was illegal. I'm, I'm sorry, I agree with Barry. I mean, they're going to yeah. outlaw vitamin yeah. D maybe <laughs> next week, and then everyone is going to be. Um, so th the point is, is that he knew. And if he knew, then that makes him guilty. And that sucks because I'm something, I, I think I'm he was talented, not, right? whether yeah. he was juiced up or not. Agreed. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Jim went a little serious with that last yeah, question. Should, but I'm gonna bring it back to that, being a little bit that, fun. That was I couldn't help myself. I couldn't help it. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so, so you guys, you guys are going to pull oh. a pitcher from an inning. Oh lord. Um, What's your walk-up music um, I'll, as a coach? I'll, I'll, I'll take it, Dave. I said, I, I'd probably... Well, I'll <laughs> say I'd, I'd, I'd like to, I'd oh, like to tell you that okay. it's like somewhere off in the distance. I'm like an ACDC Thunderstruck guy. But in reality, it's probably more like a Saturday Night Fever staying alive. Like, I, I mean, it's probably somewhere somewhere a little closer <laughs> to that. Um, but what about you, Dave? Mine is... The Gambler. Yep. It's Kenny Rogers. So you got to know what you're yeah. doing going oh, up. Kenny Rogers. Look <laughs> <laughs> okay, that. has nothing to do with my pal. I like it. The point is, right. you got to so know what so you're you going guys, out there to so hold them or fold them, right? True. Now, when he takes the stage <laughs> at the banquet this so, year, that's going to be that's going to be rolling. That's going to be rolling. Oh no! <laughs> as loud as I can. I'm a Kenny Rogers fan. Sorry. Uh, no, Make sure I, you send that I, video to us. We'll post it on Instagram. So. So, yeah, yeah. Not bad. yeah, perfect. Even better. <laughs> so <laughs> this is super cool. So I've never been, I've never been asked this question before. So I'm gonna answer it for myself. So I'm gonna ask myself what my walk up song yeah. would be here. Okay? Relevant. My walk up song would be <laughs> another one bites the dust. Yeah. Ah, I like it. I like nope. it. No, nope. retract so Barry doesn't do that. No, nope. bring down. He knows I'll do it. No, absolutely not. It's been recorded. It will not be edited. That's right. <laughs> yeah, and it will soon be on the internet. Oh, so, dear Lord, sorry. <laughs> all right, so, all right, so I actually have two more questions. Okay. Okay. Um, one of them I'm going to go a little bit serious, and the second one is going to be a little bit more fun. Okay. All right, so this one mm. here, what is your favorite me, major league ballpark? I've got it. My, mine was tore down, but mine was old Tiger right. Stadium. And, mm. like, and – and what's what's cool about it is they've rebuilt a field there that I've Amen. had the chance to take my high school teams to a couple times. Home plate is in the same place. They kept the the weird flagpole in center field, and it's about mm -hmm. four sixty in the in the gap. Um, and like you're there, but you're not there, right? Right there at the exact same location. And so they've they've redone it with a really sharp ballpark down there. But there's no doubt for me like that. That screams my childhood. That screams an early love for the game. Um, that that one's easy. <laughs> that is such a good answer. Gosh darn! I should have went first. Um, all right, so not to be boring, uh, I won't pick the same one. So I, I think I would say it was Wrigley Field. I mean, there's some nostalgia there. There's some. There's there. That is a truly awesome field. If you're on TV, it's a. If you're watching TV, it's just fun. It's even fun to watch. If you're there, it's even better, right? And there's some some ghosts on that field. So um, that one is where I would 
I would make my selection outside of Dave. Dave, right now, right now, I can Ooh. tell you right now <laughs> that there is steam yeah, coming a little bit. from yeah. Jim's. A little bit. Ears. I'm a diehard White Sox fan. <laughs> right now. Uh, we don't speak to the Cubs in this <laughs> household. We, talk we don't about talk about Wrigley <laughs> Field. Nothing. Talk about. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, now that might get added it out. <laughs> here's where here's where Dave yeah. can come up with this field. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last question. So apparently this is a thing. Okay, and I didn't know that this was a Man, thing. Man, you stole Jim my question. Exactly Go ahead. Where I'm going with this. <laughs> apparently. Apparently, huh. socks and Crocs are an acceptable footwear to coach in. If you oh. have to wear socks and Crocs, <laughs> if, to coach, if we had to, would like we you showed up still to the coach's meeting and this was required? If if you if if there was yes, if if you <laughs> sat there in your church and told all your coaches or B-dubs or wherever you're at, told all your coaches the only way that you're getting on my baseball field to coach a game is oh, with Lord. socks and Crocs, and you have to put the little widget buttons on them. <laughs> Dave? That's the only way you can do it. Would you still coach? You know, I'd, listen, I'd wear, I would wear the <laughs> heck out of it. See, I, 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 on my side, I, I don't think I could quit coaching over something trivial. But, you know, if you throw jeans then we got on top of it, so coaches hey, with I, jeans I and those, that, then that, would, that might tip me over. A plate yes. meeting at a national level, and forgive me if the man who did this is listening, and the coach was barefoot, and I can't, I can't make, I can't, I can't make it up. And he, I mean, it was a, it was a good, it was a good squad. And I was like, oh no, ass, man. He's like, what? This is like the fourth game of the day, dude. And my feet are killing me. I don't care. You know what I mean? Like, and that true story. And he rocked it the whole game. But yeah, I can't make it up. No, it's turf. No it was way. Turf. Dirt, dirt? Are we talking dirt or turf? The, uh, 80? Okay. That's how even hot. Worse. How hot was it? <laughs> Dude, I've had no, I've had no, kids' no, so, shoes melt to the turf before. Way to rock it out and get some sweet get some sweet uh, HG swag on them somehow or another. And, uh, and you know, the question would be more like, why don't you have a pair? If anybody questioned us, He stole, Andrew stole my question right off of bat. Uh, I was going to ask, what would you rather coach in, Crocs or flip-flops? So we're going to take that one. you got to pick one. Which one are you Mine, coaching? Mine's in? flip-flops. you got to know I'm coming. You know what I mean? <laughs> I like it. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Can I, can I yeah, modify yeah, the, the flip-flops? Oh, yeah. Flat it's not slides. Right. It's got to yeah. be the thong flip-flops. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I know we were going. Those are coming. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think there's a little bit more fashion in the in the flip flops, and we can, yeah, it people hear me. Imagine yeah, if fine. we could do it. To the, the long and the short of it, slap like around the pace. Uh, the pace is, we're gonna figure out a way to make it work for us. Okay. Like, yeah, yeah. That's true. I love it. I love it. I got one more fun one for you, uh, and then we'll wrap it up here. Uh, so right now, okay, you show up to a tournament. You guys only got eight kids on your team, right? Uh, for some reason, they're sick, whatever it may be. Uh, and the tournament organization, they uh -huh. say, you know what, Coach? You can play as your ninth. Where would you guys Ooh. bet in your lineup in this current state? Mm. Mm. 
Where, hmm. where would we bat in our lineup? Hmm. <laughs> yep, where would you bat in your lineup? Uh, what age let's group, go. Jim? I'm going to go what with... What age uh, group? I if it's eight you, I'm, I'm going in the floor go yeah. all day. Yeah. Yeah. One, of my team, one of my teams is a nine you. Yeah, I'm, totally I'm going to go with your current, let's go Ooh. your 13 you team. I'm probably good enough to bat three, but I, you know, I go last so the kids get the at-bats. So I don't know. But. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. yeah. We're going with number three. Yeah, three. We're marking it down. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Dave? Wow, yeah, I guess I guess I would I would I have a lot of confidence. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put myself up there in the order. And then yeah I think it would work out. I do. I have gone to some pitching machines and the kids have challenged me. Good lord. I I, I pound. I hit. That's I like right. it. That's right. Hey dude, hey the, the dad, go bigger, go home, Dave. Go bigger, go home. Still got it. Don't yeah, don't you're not fooling anybody. Oh yeah. Okay. Exactly. We got to show the kids there. we had it at one point, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> little, little do yeah. they know we're using illegal bats in the yeah, cage. Yeah, and we, we, some of us are juicing up. I don't understand the bats that we swing. Not getting into that. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Juicing up with Advil. Icy hot, all the good stuff. <laughs> all right, next question, guys. We uh, we end the show with uh, this this question to all our guests here, and uh, you know it's one that I I love to ask everyone. So we want both you guys to answer here. But um, what's one moment that you guys will always remember when it comes to travel baseball, whether it's a game winning run or a tournament win or a tournament loss, whatever it is, that one moment that'll always stick with you when it comes to travel. Take baseball. it, Dave, and then I'll out thunder you. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> just playing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, great, thank you. You know, it's funny. Um, that that one, yeah, I just posted something today on Facebook um, about a in in, in two thousand nineteen. I, I was coaching my thirteen U. So it's about two years ago, and and I remember. I mean, a good team. I mean, it's it's actually a really good team. Uh, but we were heading down to the Perfect Game National Championship, and we were talking about our goals and and. You know, we were we were talking about okay. You know, here's these there's teams here. They're national, uh, pretty big brand name teams, and we we're like, hey, that would be awesome. Let's let's surprise these guys and these guys, and and and, and you know, let's 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 make our mark. Let's let, let everyone know that we're we're coming. And you know, that some of the kids are a little bit freaking out just because we were going sixty ninety, and we were thirteen, so we hadn't played sixty ninety that year as a thirteen year group. Um, so we went, we went down there and we just, we ran the tables. We did not lose a game. And the average differential was probably around seven runs. Um, you know, looking back on that, on that, it's, it's a special moment. You know, you know why? Um, it's not because it was a PG national championship. Of course, that was, that was be a pretty good reason in itself. But, you know, a lot of these kids I had started training when they were eight. And, and just, or even six in some cases, I could think of one gentleman, our little guy on that team. But we teach them the basic fundamentals. I mean, here I'm teaching them proper arm slots, and here we are a few years later, and we're dominating down in Florida. Um, you know, and and even beyond that, these kids—they're now 16, and you know, uh, Tanner Sontag—he's—he's 
He's got a scholarship to Oakland University, Jason Bayo. He's at University of Central Florida, Evan Hager, who's on that team, University of Alabama, uh, Caleb Bonimer, University of Virginia. I mean, we got to get, I got to see these kids go from 8U to that level of baseball and then and then even beyond where they're living out their dreams of playing and having, you know, people pay to come see them. And, and, you know, to me, that's a special moment. I got to experience it with the first team that I coached with my, my, my middle boy, uh, Hunter, and I got to experience it again. And to me, you know, it's, it's, it makes all the difference. It shows me that Barry and I are doing the right thing. We're not only teaching the right things, you know, mentally, but we are preparing for the next level. And we're, we're, you're constantly reminding people that that's the case. And I guess that's the one that's special. I like that a lot. Yep. Well, you know, mine's probably over to you, Barry, what you got. I'll be quick. You know, part for me is quite honestly, you know, a decade ago standing in Dave's garage and saying, yeah, let's, let's, let's try that. Um, and then, you know, the constant ride that's been since then, um, you know, and if you guys could do me a favor and make sure he doesn't take that as any form of comp compliment for our relationship over the last decade, that'd be great. But, um, <laughs> but I mean, I've also, I've been fortunate <laughs> enough. I've had both my boys on two squads since they were at the beginning of this thing. Um, you know, and just the countless memories that my family's been able to make um, and just being able to be on that ride with my guys. I mean, I'm, a, I'm on college visits with my older right now, which that just went too fast, you know, but, you know, I don't mind the busy because in a minute we're not going to have anybody to chase around. So let's go hard right now with everything we can. And I can't, I wouldn't trade anything for what we've been on with these guys, but it was individual game moment. You know, my, my, with the, this year's 14 year squad, we've had virtually the same team together for a number of years. It's part of why they, they ride as high as they do. But, you know, our constant thing with that team has been, they're never done, you know, and they've had multiple championship wins in the bottom half of any inning, but we actually were nobody on two down in the bottom of the six down nine in the final of a national event against a team out of Chicago. And they scored 10 with two down with nobody on like just a sheer day. The kids wow. still talk about it all the time. You know, it'll come up when somebody says something about like, some team being out or down and like they'll always reference that game they'll always reference that moment where everyone had a piece of that like the whole squad top to bottom had to have a piece of that to make that inning work and it's just the just the sheer will that the kids put on there and the memory they'll take from that it's just a life thing right like that if you have the right folks around you and everybody is in the, in the right circumstances come together like you can figure out a way to win um and i think uh you know a sideline you know, to the peripheral things that Dave and I try to accomplish here. I think some of the greatest moments that we both see are when, you know, a family lets us know that like their kids grades improved because we were tracking him for his team and he wanted to get him up. So his team GPA got up and his boys would see that he was doing well or, you know, helping a young player, either his teammates or his coaches through some personal struggle that's going on at home because that's real life, right? Like that's, that's a piece that I think is huge top to bottom, you know, for our 237 families that like they can use this as an extra avenue by which, you know, to support whatever it is that's going on on or off the field. Um, and I think we've had countless examples of that um, between Dave and I both. 
Uh, and, you know, I, I just don't think I would trade that side of, you know, the time or effort or sacrifice or whatever's gone into what we've built. Like that, that, that part, you know, will never go away. I love those answers to be honest with you. I, you get the, the combined between the two of you. You talk about the beginning, the middle and the end kind of. So, you know, the beginning from sitting in the garage to the big master plan to, you know, grinding it out at 12U, 13U. And then you talk about the college level, you know, watching kids, you know, people are buying tickets to go see these kids play. So I think you nailed it with those answers. I, I think it's perfect and it shows the, the timeline of, uh, of everything that goes into it. So, um, great answers. I enjoyed that a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a lot us. of fun, guys. You know, uh, Dave and Barry, you know, you guys are great people, great people for travel baseball. That's what it's all about. That's what we're trying to do is, you know, showcase the good people and, you know, continue to grow this great game. And uh, for all the people out there, make sure you guys go check out Hawks Gold. Um, you know, I mentioned earlier in the show that their teams always play hard, and that's nothing to take away from the, the, the crazy talent that you guys have over there. But to me, um, there's a lot of talent out there. So it's just like, you know, you, your guys' team's much more um, than just talent. So, you know, I respect the way you guys play the game. Uh, for those of you out there, make sure you guys go check out their teams. Uh, they're always going to put on a show and always going to compete. Uh, check out the Michigan Monster Tournament. Uh, I plan on being out there for at least one of the, the age groups. I know Andrew will be over there, and uh, we'd love to do like a live podcast over there and you know um, get you guys on again. But regardless, we definitely want you guys back on the show. Uh, it's a lot of fun. I hope yeah. you guys enjoyed it as much as we did. Yeah, that'd be great. We'll try. We'll try out Harry's hitting with a look at a thirteen. I'm I'm not joking. You guys are coming to the banquet just to see. I'm the the perfect man of my word. And Dave's going to be knowing when to hold him. He's going to be jammed. Done. It's going to be good. Yeah. There, there you go. It's a good. <laughs> yeah, it's already. It's already. Yeah, and I'm bringing my camera too, so it's it's going out there. <laughs> See, it's it's growing. We're gonna, Anything yeah, I can. I got do the meatball. We'll board. just live stream the entire thing. Yeah. <laughs> I love it, but I appreciate you, you know guys what? hopping on. Like I said, we'll definitely get you guys back on again. Um, we wish you guys the best of success. You got it. Appreciate you guys, and uh, looking forward to following yeah. you guys along. Yeah. Yeah. Bye bye. No problem. Hey, Take thanks, care, guys. guys. Appreciate it.